howdy hi, it's me, Zombie Bry, and welcome back to the Zombie Shorts Podcast. Please uh, forgive me if you, if I, I'm still a little sick, so if I sound weird, that's, that's why. Uh, anyway, today I'm here to shock you. I'm here to confuse you. I'm here to make you question my validity when it comes to reviewing movies, especially horror movies, because I'm supposed to know a thing or two about those, you know? Now, obviously... If you read the title of this episode, you know we're talking about the Sci-Fi Channel's uh, 2021 reboot of the Slumber Party Massacre. Now, right off the bat, I know we've all had our run-ins with, you know, Sci-Fi Channel original movies, and I know nobody likes them. It's common knowledge. While the Sci-Fi Channel has hosted a decent array of TV shows, they're known for making worse movies than Lloyd Kaufman. (laughs) Actually, you know what? No. Lloyd Kaufman is probably more respected than the Sci-Fi Channel, I believe. So when I sit here and tell you not only did I discover an incredible remake of a horror movie, it's a sci-fi channel movie as well. I'm not on drugs, okay? What I speak is the truth. The Slumber Party Massacre reboot is a legitimately smart and worthwhile horror movie. I thought for sure going into this movie that I'd be signing up for like a a cookie-cutter shit show with terrible effects and disgusting acting, but no. What I got was a shockingly new and entertainingly violent take on an underrated 80s slasher. If a stupid car didn't break down the second we got here, we could at least go somewhere else, you know? The house the guys rented is on the other side of the lake. You don't have to see him if you don't want to. Yeah, and maybe you'll get lucky and he'll drown. Diane! (laughs) What? Come on. I love the song! From the purposely nostalgic, cheesy 90s horror movie opening scene with intentional bad acting that sets up what I thought was going to be, you know, just a taste of the main course later on, to the masterfully crafted role reversal gag, which is my favorite thing about this movie, to a legitimate, I did not see that coming moment that turns the tide of the whole film from that point forward, effectively ruining my egotistical expectations of what I thought a sci-fi channel horror movie would be. The Slumber Party Massacre reboot has earned its place in my book as now one of my favorite horror movies, which I'm I'm still baffled by that. I, I, I and and I I can't imagine how you must feel hearing me praise this seemingly forgettable throwaway film. Now, by no stretch of the imagination is this a good movie. Okay, it's still it's still a horror movie. There <laughs> there's limits. Okay, but for being a reboot of all decisions of an '80s slasher film. It somehow upstages every movie in the series. It's definitely the best of the series, which, depending on how you look at it, 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 that's quite sad. But for me, that's shocking in a good way, because it shows that horror movies can still be fun if put in the right hands and done correctly. The guy from the gas station? He's dead. What do you mean? I mean, like, someone murdered him. Oh, that's so sad. Are you joking? Why would I joke about something like that? I saw him in his car. He's dead. This is his blood. The story has basically nothing to do with the original movie, which is uh, why I'm more than happy to call this a reboot, because it's it's taking what we know and remember of the base idea of the original movie and then filling in the middle with all new uh, original shit. And again, somehow it works perfectly. The acting isn't award-winning by any means either, um, especially the opening scene, which I only realized was intentional after it flashed forward to the present and I saw the real acting come through. So not only does this movie know it's good, it tells you right from the start that it's good with its perfect homage to 80s and 90s slasher films. Now, the characters are, uh, I mean, 
Okay, they're still walking disposable meat sacks, okay? It's a slasher film. You can't really connect with the characters because if you've seen other slasher films, you know that the cattle is there for slaughtering. And again, I think the movie was smart enough to know this, and so it doesn't dwell on character development. Or uh, rather, it doesn't stop the movie to build character development. You either pick a favorite from the start or lean toward one or the other later on. I, for one, being an official horror movie aficionado, try saying that three times fast, I knew that the character of Alex would survive. She's she's the likable, snarky, relatable one with the best jokes. Of course she's walking out unscathed. Sort of. I mean, she, she did get poisoned by some cookies and throw up a lot, but she did survive. Spoiler. <laughs> My point is... Every element of this movie is done almost pristinely. Oh my god, your faces are hilarious. That was totally worth all the hours of leg cramps. Alex, what the hell? You told me I couldn't come. What was I supposed to do? Not come? This is our special trip that you were not invited to. I know, that's why I'm here. You have no idea what you've done. Just get in the backseat. And then there's the references to other slashers that came before it. Any good, self-respecting slasher film will pay homage to the greats in some way, whether you recognize it or not. And uh, this reboot of, ironically, one such respected classic has a plethora of nods to other horror movies. The more obvious ones are from Halloween, The Shining, and Friday the 13th, but for the keen eyes and ears, there's also more than one tip of the hat from I Know What You Did Last Summer, for some reason. I don't, I don't know, I couldn't figure that out, but I, I noticed it. I mean, I, I may be overthinking and connecting dots that aren't really there, but I'm, I'm not entirely sure that all of these references are coincidences. Brady? I'm not afraid of you! I'm not afraid of you. You know you wanna. Also, before we end this, we can't skip out on talking about the Driller Killer himself. And no, I'm, I'm not talking about Abel Ferreira. Um, now, something that I'm on the fence about when it comes to slashers is the killer. So many aspects about him has to be right. right? You know, are they iconic enough? Do they have a signature mask and weapon? Do they have a purpose for their murder spree? Well, the killer in this movie checks off some of the boxes. They aren't the boxes you'd assume. You see, sometimes the murderer in Slashers isn't some big superstar poster boy with a mission, you know? Sometimes he's just a deranged, normal-looking dude who snapped one day and, well, started killing people. In the original Slumber Party Massacre, the killer has no purpose. He, he, was, just, he, was, just, he was just kind of, he was a dude. He was there. He just happened to be there. He was a normal-looking dude who carried around a giant drill for some reason, and he just decided to murder a couple kids having a sleepover. I don't know, he just decided to go to town. I, there was no, no reason. At least the iconic weapon box was checked off, though, because, you know, the drill is pretty synonymous now with those movies. Uh, in the reboot, however, it's, it's another normal-looking dude, but this time, he's got a purpose. And while I think it depends on the circumstances, uh, having a motive isn't necessary, right? But it is appreciated, and, and the connection to his purpose in the reboot is one of the many homage references I was talking about that this movie has. And it's genius. Pure genius. Maybe that's just me, though. I don't know. Some people might call it a cop-out, but I thought it was brilliant. Ah! 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 
sorry. Didn't want to be left out. Anyway, to make a long story short, this movie is good, okay? It, if you're a fan of horror movies, I should say. If, if, if you're a fan of horror movies, this is a great movie. If you don't typically watch horror movies and you stumble across this one, you might still be inclined to add it to another failed attempt by the Sci-Fi Channel. Which, which is understandable. It's understandable. But it, it's one of those, if you know, you know situations. You know, I, I, I highly recommend you see it. It's got the brains, it's got the beauty, it's got the brawn, and it's got the blood. All right. One of my personal favorite kills in the movie, uh, by the way, was the strings from a very familiar looking guitar get caught in the drill. And, uh, well, <laughs> can you imagine what a weed whacker would do to someone's face? Yeah. Yeah, but because it's a horror movie, turn the expectation up like two more notches. Yeah. Seriously, though, it, it, even if it's not as good as I've been saying it is, uh, you'll most assuredly have a good time watching it. There's no doubt about that. It's fun. Without hesitation, I give this movie a well-deserved 9 out of 10. So thank you for watching the Zombie Shorts podcast. Um, if you care to check out any of my other work, I'm on TikTok. That's at ZombieBry. That's one word. That's a zero and not an O. Okay? That's very important. And uh, if you care to support me or this show in any way, I have a PayPal. That's the same thing, at ZombieBry, all one word, and remember, that's a zero, not an O. Okay, thank you again, and uh, I'll see you next time.